You're listening to the Podmania Pro Wrestling Podcast. Just a sample of the best pro wrestling podcasts we could produce on our tiny budget. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, at Podmania, YouTube and Instagram, at The Real Podmania. If it's wrestling you want, check out more of our great content at www.podmania.weebly.com. Let's do this. Hello, 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 and welcome to a brand new episode of the Pod Mania podcast. And ladies and gentlemen, we are previewing possibly the most exciting weekend of wrestling that has been in, oh, could be four years, five years. What a weekend we've got to look forward to. Not only will me and Garth be giving you our preview and predictions of NXT TakeOver New Orleans, possibly the most stacked NXT card in their history, I would have thought. WrestleMania 34, one of the most stacked WrestleManias in history. Not only that, but you've also got this weekend TNA Impact crossing over with Lucha Underground, which should be incredible. You've got Supercard of Honor 12, which will see the long-awaited singles feud between Cody and Omega come to a head. It's going to be a fantastic weekend of wrestling for whoever you follow and whatever you follow. How are you, Garth? <laughs> oh, man, I'm so excited. It's... And, um... It's well. It's uh... <laughs> it certainly is. It's WrestleMania time. <laughs> it's uh, it's the time of year where all wrestle f- wrestling fans across the globe come together to just be the most ridiculously excited they could possibly be. It's. <laughs> It's an insanely exciting time. And when you look at the two cards side by side, it is impossible to tell which night is going to be better. Yeah. Like, on pure wrestling, pure build, it is impossible to tell just what is going to be, you know, the best match, the best feud, the best results, you know, the best storyline coming out of it. Oh, it's just going to be incredible. And I'm looking forward to previewing it all right now so shall we delve straight in goth because we have got a lot of predictions and you text me earlier this week saying that you've got some wild theories so um, i'm theories looking forward to or it. hopes <laughs> they are basically the same thing when it comes to wwe yeah, um but <coughs> let's delve straight in we'll start with nxt takeover new orleans five Matches announced, and there is not a match on this card that I am not looking forward to. There is no toilet break on this show. No toilet break at all. In fact, you'd be hard-pressed to find a toilet break over the two nights. Um, So stock up on, you know, go to the toilet beforehand, stock up on food, get a cup of tea, you know, get a drink, because you aren't going to be leaving your TV sets. We'll start NXT TakeOver New Orleans. We'll start with the ladder match for the inaugural NXT North American Championship. And it's going to be a ladder match between Adam Cole, EC3, who, as debuts go, has made a pretty spectacular debut to NXT. Uh, Killian (laughs) Dane, Lars Sullivan, Ricochet, and the Velveteen Dream. Before we delve into this match, Garth, Triple H um, sort of unveiled the belt. um, Yeah. Little bit of a tidbit, I showed it to my girlfriend who knows nothing about wrestling and said, What do you think of that belt? And she recoiled. So <laughs> it's because of the strap. <laughs> yeah, I think it is. <laughs> She's like, Oh my god. So that sort of, you know, goes to show, you know, I don't hate the belt. I'm not gonna lie. It took a bit of getting used to to start off with. 
Uh, it's very different to the rest of the NXT championships, but it's growing on me. I don't hate it as it's much as I do the cruiserweight belt anyway. I think it's it's, it's different. It's Yeah, it's, it's unique. Yeah, it's harkening back to the olden days, isn't it? To sort of the AWA times. Yeah. Which, you know, if it's going to be a North America championship, it is quite a... You know, an old-sounding championship, and it is sort of harkening back to those days. So why not make the belt look? I mean, a bit I don't know like why, that? but it made us think. I don't know why, but when I sort of thought of, for some reason, I thought of like wood. It's yeah, got like it, a, like, like a yeah, woody it has. look to it. If you follow um, Bray Wyatt on Twitter, he recently had um, a Universal Championship, a custom one made for himself, and it had like a leathery, oh. a leathery brown ready strap, and it looks exactly like that. Yeah. So whether Triple H just went, I want me some of that. Mm. Um, I don't know. So, anyway, this match. I mean, I've started with this match. This is possibly the most difficult one to call. Yeah. Um, because any of these six competitors have a very, very real claim to this championship. You know, not if any of these people came out with the belt... I don't think any of us would be upset. Well, that's that's the thing. Like normally with a match like this, there's a couple of people in there who you'd think, no, there's no chance. They're not. They're not going to win it. But on this one, I can't. I can. You can think of a reason for each one of them to win it. It's a. There's a. There's usually in a multi-man match. There is usually a fall guy. Now I know it's a ladder match, but you know there's always that one person, like you say, that the, everyone knows they're in there for you know to take fall, or they're yeah. in there to make someone else look good. But here, all six people. And this match, to be honest, sort of epitomises just how well NXT are doing at the moment and why I am really, really happy that they have bought a new championship in. As far as predictions go, um, I'll let you go first, Garth. <laughs> well, I've got two that I think That's, my favorite that's not the way predictions work, it. Garth. Um, for, for, for two very, very different reasons. Okay. Um, I think the first, well, the first person I thought was, and the first one I wrote down was was EC3, because putting the belt on him immediately gives it this sort of the air of sort of gravitas, makes it important. I agree. Because because he'll wear it on his shoulder and he'll have a suit on and he'll sort of his promos are always really good. Similar to Bobby Roode holding the NXT Championship. Exactly that, yeah, and it sort of gives it a bit of sort of makes it feel like prestigious yeah and important even though it's the sort of second tier belt yeah but um but i think with him coming in as a, on his debut and i think i think he's probably going to be fast tracked to the top i'd be I surprised I don't think he will i think but so my, my i think my pick is i think the velveteen dream's going to get it wow okay yeah i think some something's going to happen where somebody like Lars Sullivan takes out the other four, um, and he gets up the ladder. He flies up the ladder and grabs it. And I, I don't know. I, I can see him as that champion. Yeah, I can um, really sort, really sort of, sort of, glitzing it up and camping it up and being a totally different champion to the regular sort of champion. Yeah, I can certainly like see a that. Macho money sort of thing. So that's my pick, the Velveteen you Dream. You gain Velveteen Dream. Okay. Yeah. Well, as I've already said, you could you could see any of these six men with the championship. Um Adam Cole I don't think is gonna win because I can see him being 
the next feud for the NXT Championship or the one after that. Yeah, because um, he's got the um, the tag match. If he's pulling double duty, fair play to him because neither of these matches that he's in are going to be you know <laughs> lightweight. Um, but then again, that could sort of they could do that and then that sort of solidifies his position as the top guy. Yeah, potentially. I mean, people already see Adam Cole like that anyway. Um, yeah, I think that's as soon a, as he gets up to the main roster, big that's things. The are main reason, that's the main reason I haven't picked because I think he's surely got to go up soon. I'd be surprised so, if Adam Cole gets yeah. promoted from NXT without having held the NXT Championship. Yeah, very, very surprised. Um, EC3. Again, I would love to see him hold it, but you know he's just coming. This is his debut match. I just I don't see it. Yeah. Um, I think Killian Dane and Lars Sullivan they've had a feud, so I think they will take each other out, mm-hmm. which leaves Ricochet and Velveteen Dream. Now, because you've said Velveteen Dream, I'm <laughs> going to say Ricochet. Now, the reason I'm <laughs> going to say Ricochet is because. You ought to hear the pop when he debuts. It's it's yeah. insane. Live shows, insane. It's a ladder match. It's his forte. <laughs> you know, stuff like that, stuff where he can perform the high-flying moves, you know, become, you know, Prince Puma from Lucha Underground or, you know, <laughs> King Ricochet from New Japan. You know, he is a fantastic talent. He's got, you know, he came into the promotion and everyone went, holy shit, WWE yeah. have got Ricochet. Okay, and no disrespect to EC3, but we didn't have, we definitely had some of that. But Ricochet is a bigger name. Um, also, yeah, he definitely both came in and eclipsed. Yes, he did absolutely. And when you consider what the Velveteen Dream has said on Twitter about all these indie stars coming in, <laughs> you know, taking our matches and you know, taking our championships. I think it would be a great storyline going forward if Ricochet and Velveteen Dream, who would produce absolute magic together, yeah. the next feud for this championship was between Ricochet and Velveteen Dream and having Velveteen Dream, you know, become this dastardly heel in order to try and get the championship from Ricochet. So, yeah, I mean, that's what I'm going gonna, with. There's definitely, there's definitely going to be... You can see it being, um, obviously... Sullivan and Dane going off and doing a thing. Yeah. But you can definitely see Ricochet and the Dream doing yeah, something. Absolutely. Doing something absolutely insane as well. It's it's gonna honestly I'm excited just thinking about it now. <laughs> uh, just an FYI, I'm supposed to be at a wedding tomorrow night and I've arranged to leave early to watch Takeover. So <laughs> I hope you're happy, people. <laughs> um anyway, so next match. So just to be clear, I'm going for Ricochet, despite it being his debut. Um, and you're going to go Velveteen Dream. Yeah? Yeah. Um, yes. Number three. Oh, sorry, number three. Why have I said that? Um, <laughs> it's because there's three teams. Uh, next match, we've got a triple threat tag team match for the NXT Tag Team Championships and also the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Trophy. Yeah. Now, uh, Bobby Fish, who held the championships with Kyle O'Reilly as part of the Undisputed Era, uh, unfortunately... Sustained a legitimate injury. I believe he's out for a substantial amount of time, actually, as well, because he's yeah. severe. I think he's done his ACL. Is it like nine months or six something or like months? that? Yeah, which is yeah. unfortunate. Um, we wish him a speedy recovery because he's ace. Um, but that means that Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly are going to be defending the championships 
you know, bearing in mind that Adam Cole has just taken part in a ladder match that consists of Killian Dane and Lars Sullivan. Um, but it's fine because this match has the authors of pain. Um, and also the team of Roderick Strong and Pete Dunn. Yeah. Now, I'm going to go through the three teams and I've got who I'm going to have in my head as the champions. Yeah. I've got the Undisputed Era to retain. I have to, yeah. <laughs> the reason that I've got that, even though I would love Roderick Strong and Pete Dunne to have it, they're the thrown-together team. Yeah. You know, and even Plus though... Pete, Dun- Pete Dunne's got the... He's got UK the United Championship. Kingdom Championship. Yeah. And if rumours are to be believed, and he is going to be on more NXT programming, fantastic, because he needs to be, because he's awesome. And hopefully when him and Tyler Bate eventually get brought up to the main roster, which they will, um, they're going to have some phenomenal matches, as they already have under the WWE banner. The Authors of Pain, they are coming up to the main roster. There's just there's no two ways about it. Yeah. They need to come back up to the main roster. Sorry, back up. They need to come up to the main roster. And they need to chat. I'm not going to say that, because that brings one of my predictions. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I think that... Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly will find some way, because they are the underdogs in this match, certainly. Um, I find, I think that they'll probably find some kind of sneaky way to roll up either one of the Authors of Pain or Roderick Strong. I think it'll be the, I think it's going to be like, done or Strong to take the pin. I don't think, I think Authors of Pain will still go out looking strong. They've got to. If they're going up to the main roster, they've got to look strong. WWE do love Pete Dunne. And I think it will be Roderick Strong. If not one of the authors of pain, it will be Roderick Strong taking the pin. I can't see Pete Dunne being pinned. Not on a show like this. I wonder if um, it'll be one where Adam Cole doesn't... Is it like a tornado attack? Uh, I couldn't tell you. I can't imagine so. So I'm wondering if it's one where Cole doesn't really see a lot of action until... Like the last stages of the match, because he's he'd be playing on some sort of injury from the the ladder match or something like that. Potentially, yeah. That's why I think they'll win it because they're going to look like real, real underdogs. Yeah, because Adam Cole will get injured. He'll do something yeah. stupid or he'll get something stupid done to him. He'd come down strapped up or something, <laughs> like he did at the Rumble, which was fantastic. Yeah. It looked like he'd literally <laughs> been stapled together. It was brilliant. <laughs> um, so we both agree the undisputed era are probably going to take this. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I'd be very, very surprised if they didn't. Um, Moving on, uh, we've now got a singles match for the NXT Women's Championship. We've got Ember Moon, the current champion, against the Queen of Spades? Is that her name? (laughs) The Queen of Spades? Something Something like that. Um, In my head, it's that. Uh, Shayna Baszler. Who have you got and why? I've got Ember Moon, um, simply because I don't think Baszler's ready to take the championship. She's not, she's not mic ready, and she's not really ring ready, and that's pretty much the reason. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't. I mean, they had a good match last time, and this will be a good match. But I don't think Emma Moon. I don't think there's any space for her at the minute on the roster, so there's no point in moving her up yet. Um, and like I said, she can still carry that whole division. Yeah. Um, but you've got other people like like Kari Sane coming up and stuff like that, so. Yeah, you've got Candice um, LeRae, don't forget. Exactly. Yeah, so I can see... I, I don't think Basil will win this, but I think 
come the next pay-per-view, whoever they put with Ember, that'll be the time when they move her on. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to go for Ember Moon to win via DQ. All right. So Baszler will get disqualified. Yeah. Um, I think that's where they were going at the TakeOver Philadelphia match um, with Shayna Baszler working the arm. With the aftermath and stuff. With the aftermath, absolutely. But her inexperience, they worked into a sort of storyline because Ember Moon managed to capitalise and roll her up after uh, after an armbar. So I can't see them giving Shayna Baszler in her first two pay-per-view matches, I can't see them giving her two clean losses. It's you know yeah, if you're trying sense. to build someone as this dominant force, which they are on NXT programming, you know she's destroyed Dakota Kai, you know mm-hmm. she's you know she's gone after Kyrie Sane, so they need to give her that sense of credibility if she continues to lose, which is why in a way I'm sort of surprised that Shayna Baszler has faced Emma Moon two pay per views together, yeah, you know get miss one and then go on to um, NXT. Like yeah, June like, Brooklyn Four before SummerSlam, give her that that pay per view break, but yeah, like sort of keep building in between. Yeah, exactly. With like strong matches and even have her like undefeated for that period. Yeah, um, I am gonna go with Emma Moon, like I say, to win via DQ. Um, I think Baszler will just go too far, and I think yeah. I think it'll be a good storyline for Baszler mm-hmm. to be sort of not above belt, but she doesn't care about Bell. She just cares she about inflicting people. pain. Yeah, that that's would be the best was, thing. I mean, that's what I was thinking. Like, if if they are going to go to that angle, would it be a DQ where they make it out like she's legitimately injured, Ember Moon? Yeah, potentially work that angle so Ember Moon can't can't defend or something like that. I don't know. Just so she doesn't have many matches. I don't think it'll when, be a clean finish. Yeah, and then a couple of weeks down the line. Ember Moon comes back after she's been away for a bit and it makes the sort of comeback a bit more sort of urgent. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. I do think that Moon will retain. I don't think she will go up to the main roster this time. I don't think it'll be long before she does. It depends, to be honest, if the WWE, as is heavily, heavily rumoured, if they introduce the women's tag belts. Mm -hmm. Because if they introduce that they are going to have to bring more women up to pair them off. Um, Because you will have... have a bit of a... Yeah, if they do, like, a bit of a cull. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, it's... um, I mean, Dana Brooke, for example. Um, (laughs) I hate Dana Brooke. Um, She's just a waste of space. Um, Though she was in the main event of Raw, weirdly. Um, <laughs> oh no, was it the main event? No, I don't think it was the main event. She was in a tag match with Asuka anyway. She was tagging with Asuka for some reason. Um, but yeah, so we're both going for in some incarnation of Ember Moon retaining against Shayna Baszler. Yeah. Yep, okay. Definitely. Right. I don't think this will be the order of the matches, by the way. Um, I'm just going off what I've got written down. But I've got next the NXT Championship match, which presumably will headline the show. But um, the champion, Andrade Cien Almas, with presumably Selena Vega, taking on Alistair Black. Um, I'm going to go for Alistair Black. Because I think Almas, after his run with the title, 
after his run with Zelina Vega and after seemingly coming from the depths of, you know, lower card hell, where there were rumours that he wanted to ask for his release, you know, because he wasn't happy, because he wasn't being used, which he wasn't. When you look at the match he, you know, he produced against Johnny Gargano, you know, this man is a bona fide star. Why were they using him like that? You know, his build-up with Black's been good. There was even rumours that um, he was finding it really hard wrestling without a mask. <laughs> yeah. Because he'd never done it. Apparently, like, his whole career he'd been behind a mask. Yeah, it was Ombra. But... But then but then when you see his match with Gargano, like, his facials and everything... And then don't forget, he went on to the main roster and he went into the Royal Rumble. And again... And had a really good show. A really, really good show. And he was something like the third longest or something ridiculous. <laughs> so, you know... I don't think it's beyond the realms of possibility that we will see Andrade Cien Almas on Raw or on the SmackDown following WrestleMania. Alistair Black will get that championship. It'll cement him as the star. Everyone already knows he is. And I think that he will hold it until the takeover before the Royal Rumble. And then I think Adam Cole will take it off him. Nice. Um, because, you know, since he's debuted, they've not put a foot wrong with Alistair Black, booking-wise. Mm-hmm. He is a dominant force. He's got a fantastic moveset. He doesn't speak when he doesn't need to, so they haven't oversaturated his character. Yeah. So he's still got that air of mystery, which is imperative when you've got a character like that, which is what they haven't done with Ember Moon. <laughs> um, so I feel like it's Alistair Black's time now to get the NXT Championship. I think it just works. I think it falls into place. I think yeah. storyline-wise, it works. It's got to be Alistair Black. Yeah, I'm the same, yeah. Same reasons? I think, yeah, I mean, I think Almas is ready to make the jump. Um, yeah. he sh- he's clearly shown it when he's had that Royal Rumble and he more than held his own. I mean, he came off better than a lot of the like sort of cemented superstars. Yeah, absolutely. Baron Corbin, um, for example. Yeah, and I mean, he's just got, he's got everything to go into the, say, intercontinental sort of just straight away. Yeah, And imagine him holding the belt and being like, doing like the sort of the Miz sort of thing where he's, he wants to make it the best belt sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he could even do that with the United States title. Yeah. You know, you can see him, he's not ready for, you know, the WWE Championship picture or the Universal Championship picture. But he's definitely got what it takes to, you know, to sort of cement that intercontinental reign or that United States title reign, something like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. As long as they don't make him shed £100 and put him on 205 Live. <laughs> um, anyway, this brings us to what <laughs> I predict to be the best match of the weekend of any show across really? all of New Orleans, even what? the Omega Cody match. I think this will blow it out of the water. Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa, an unsanctioned match. If Gargano wins, he will be reinstated to NXT. If Ciampa wins, Gargano will be banned from NXT forever. Now, (laughs) if you don't follow Tommaso Ciampa on Twitter, A, don't expect to follow back. He follows nobody on Twitter, which in (laughs) itself is fantastic. This man has... He's just got heel running through his blood. I doubt 
in the entire of WWE, there is a more solid heel than Tommaso Ciampa. People hate him. And he's done it all himself. Yeah, absolutely. Like, all his merchandise and everything he's done. I mean, he's got that T-shirt where he keeps putting up saying, no, it's not available. WWE aren't getting this. Yeah. I know (laughs) it's it's good. I designed it. No, you're not having it. And just this entire heel persona he's got, this entire black heart thing. And by the way, he is jacked to shit now. Have you seen him? Yeah. Good God. You know, but the whole thing where he's posting videos on Twitter and then Johnny Gargano breaks into his house and, you know, yeah. they're having that. It's that it's almost an Austin Pillman but I was just gonna on a, say I was just gonna a say higher that, like, scale. With a gun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Pillman's got a gun. Um you know, we don't want Tomasa Champa to bring out a gun, obviously. But no, you know He's got it, his crutch. Exactly he's got his crutch, doesn't need it. Um <laughs> you know, it's got that legitimate heat to it and we all know that Johnny Gargano can throw down any sort of match. Tommaso Ciampa can throw down any sort of match. If you watch his matches from Progress, you know, all the way up to his matches in DIY, he's absolutely brilliant. Together... This whole whole thing, like, all all along, for for as long as he's been even teamed, like, in DIY, he's always had that sort of darkness. Yeah, it's always been a case of when are they going to break up, not if they are going to break up. Yeah, absolutely. I mean... If you look at the, some of the stuff on his Twitter. I was looking at it today, and there was one from like earlier today where, like, um, uh, is it Gargano being on some radio show or TV show or something? Or he was, he was due to go Possibly. on at that at part of the Access weekend. Yes. And um, like Black, like I keep calling him Blackheart because that's his name on thing. Um, Chambo just replied saying something like, "You look like a dweeb." Um, <laughs> more importantly, did you say five o'clock? And he's put like a sort of question mark <laughs> as if to say like, I'm going to turn up. It's just, he's fantastic. You know, everything he's done, everything he's done from attacking Gargano after TakeOver Philly to getting him kicked out of NXT to mm. just everything he's done has been fantastic. On I know we keep harkening on about his Twitter, but if you don't follow it, it's fantastic. It's such fantastic heel work 101. It is. You know, we posted a picture of Triple H um, with the new NXT North American Championship, <laughs> and um, you'd sent it to me, but I'd seen it like literally ten minutes beforehand. And he's whole, it's where he reveals it, and he just puts "Dad," because you know they do look exactly the same. You know, if you want to give me that championship, that's fine. Then you can watch yeah. me as I make Johnny cry. It's just, yeah. it's fantastic. This man is brilliant, and I'm sorry he's going over here. I've got. Um... Gargano to win by DQ. Can't be DQ, it's unsanctioned. That's right, isn't it? See, that's why it's got to be Champa. It's got to be Champa. What about KO? So you're saying that Champa will KO Gargano? I think he's going to absolutely kill him, yeah? Yeah, Um, I agree. but, But does that mean Gargano moves up? That's what I'm thinking. I think yeah. Gargano will be on the main roster. And then I think in a couple of months... He's going to end up on 205 Live, though. Oh, God, let's hope not. Let's hope not. Um, for those who have checked out the website, Scott McLeod has produced an absolutely amazing booking of these two, their main roster oh, feud. So good, yeah. It is a really, really good. So shout out to Scott. Um, and I genuinely think that could be how they do it. So Champa could, you know, 
get the NXT Championship. He could more than definitely get the NXT North American Championship. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, eventually get brought up to the main roster where Gargano and Ciampa will continue that amazing feud. Just think about the matches they could have on the stage of, like, SummerSlam or the Rumble. There's there's definitely going to be a point where Ciampa's, I mean, Gargano's close to, like, a belt or he's going to be close to getting the number one contender spot and Ciampa's going to stop him. Yeah, absolutely. Money in the bank. That's what I think's going to happen, yeah. Yeah. Something like that, yeah. I agree, and... He's just going to come out of nowhere and just kill him. I think... The amount of work they've done promoting Gaga, um, Champa as this absolute, for lack of a better word, bastard. You know, it would make no sense at all for Gargano to walk out of this having beaten Champa. You know, Champa needs yeah. at least one, maybe even two victories over Gargano. You know, it's like the Will Ospreay, Marty Skrull thing. You know, build that story of, you have never been able to beat me. You know, you've yeah. never been able to get a clean pinfall over me. And then I when it does happen, the pop is enormous. And, you know, not that Gargano needs I'm any building as a face. Say again. I'm going to have to change my prediction. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going for the angle of they just have to stop the match, basically. Yeah. Because Gargano's so beat down. Um, he, can't, he can't respond and things like that. But... Yeah, I think Champa's going to have to go over. Yeah, yeah Champa will go over having absolutely brutalised Gargano. Gargano's going to end up having to go away as this sort of absolutely sort of beat down, broken man. And the, I think they're going to have to keep him off TV for a while. And then when he I'd love back, it if they kept him off TV for pop. a bit. Absolutely. I'd love it yeah. if they kept him off TV for like even even six months, something like mm-hmm. that, you know, then into, or even something like just till money in the bank, you know, just, you know, because effectively it's a big five pay-per-view now, isn't it? Not big four. Yeah. So have Gargano come in just before that pay-per-view, give him some time to say that basically Champa absolutely brutalized him. Mm-hmm. Um, by that time, Champa could have took the, one of the championships. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and if he's that savage in his beatdowns, then, you know, he will have a legacy coming up. And I'm sorry, if he's being booed in today's society with today's smart marks, who, if there's a cool heel, they will cheer them, despite yeah. what everyone wants. If he's getting legitimate heat, legitimate boos, fantastic. He's doing his job. Yeah. And he's doing it well. I mean, anyone that shouts at a grandma, fantastic. Anyone that starts on a grandma, that's amazing. <laughs> uh, little side note, anyone who watched the Cora Genesis uh, will have seen Lance Archer from the Killer Elite Squad start on a small baby and make them cry that. in the crowd. That, that. is fantastic. <laughs> that is absolutely amazing. I mean, he is enormous anyway. He must be touching 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, He's enormous. He's got a massive beard. He's covered in tattoos. And then to have him, like, screaming in the face of a small child who's burst into tears. Obviously, you know, it's horrible that he's done that. But as a heel, yeah. brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Oh, he chased if... he chased Don Callis off with a bottle of water. That's right. Fantastic. I wonder if he, after the show, he went and said anything to the family. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, well, I suppose if it was WWE, he'd have to. But I suppose yeah. New Japan play by different rules, don't they? they don't, you know, well. Don't really care, do they? I was just going to say it. Honestly, the amount of swearing Marty Skrull did in that match was absolutely ridiculous. 
every other word was fuck. It was amazing. <laughs> just every time Osprey attempted a ma- uh, attempted a move, Skill would just stick up both middle fingers and then kick him in the head. It was brilliant. Class. Um, <laughs> it was a good pay per view, by the way. Um, so yeah, so that's our preview and our prediction for NXT TakeOver New Orleans, a show that I am incredibly looking forward to. I honestly don't know which show I'm looking forward to more, and I think it's probably because of Gargano and Champa and this ladder match that I am that excited about this pay-per-view. I think it's yeah. going to be fantastic. I'm, I'm, like, from a sort of excitement level, definitely that. Uh, plus the fact that it isn't going to be seven hours long. There is that, and we'll get into that in a minute. Good God. Um, so, just to quickly go through our predictions again. So, um, Almas versus Alistair Black. We have both got Alistair Black. Yeah. Uh, Ember Moon versus Shayna Baszler. We have both got Ember Moon in some manner of, you know, DQ, you know, bollocks. Um, in the NXT yeah, yeah. Tag Team Championship match, we have both got the Undisputed Era to retain. Um, yep. And then in the ladder match, I have got Ricochet. You have got the Velveteen Dream. Yeah. And then Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa. We have both got Tommaso Ciampa to not only win but possibly kill Johnny Gargano. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, now, ordinarily, there is absolutely no way that the WWE would, you know, their main roster wouldn't be able to come close to topping this manner of card. However, it is WrestleMania and top it they could potentially do because this yeah. card for WrestleMania is top to bottom like one of the best cards I've seen in a WrestleMania. There's not a single bad match to the point yeah. where I'm genuinely disappointed that Cedric Alexander versus Mustafa Ali is not on the main card. <laughs> I mean, when you look at some of the matches, how, come on, put it on the main card. Put Brock versus Roman on the pre-show. Everyone knows how that's going to finish. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's Vince. Yeah, exactly. It's just Vince, isn't it? Um but we're going to count down all 13 matches of it. All 13. All seven hours. All seven. So anyone watching in the UK, like me and Garth, um, that's that's five in the morning from 10 <laughs> at night. So thanks for that, WWE. Um, shout out to Talkmania, who didn't know we were from Britain. Yes, we are. We are from Britain. Um, <laughs> as you can probably tell. Um, so, yeah. All 13 matches. We are not yet, we will afterwards, but we're not going to include John Cena versus The Undertaker yet. We'll talk about it at the end because as of recording on uh, Friday the 6th of April at 5 to 9, it has not been announced. And I don't think it will be if it's going to happen. It'll just happen. Yeah. It'll just happen on the main card. So, We'll start with the three pre-show matches, which were announced the other day. It's going to be the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royale, the WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal, and for some strange reason, the tournament final for the vacant WWE Cruiserweight Championship between Cedric Alexander and Mustafa Ali. We'll start with the Andre the Giant Battle Royale. Um, yeah. I hope you don't mind. I'm going to go first with this one, Garth. Go for um, it, yeah. Now, as you know... The people who've won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royale have been catapulted into the main event. You look at such prestigious winners as Baron Corbin, (laughs) Mojo Rawley, Cesaro, and The Big Show. And you just think, hmm, they have used that momentum to absolutely catapult themselves into the mainstream. I'm, of course, joking. You know, it's utterly bizarre 
what they've done with them to the point where most of them are probably going to be back in the Andre the Giant Battle Royale this yeah. year. Um, so it's a waste of talent, to be perfectly honest, but it's you know a way of getting everyone a payday. Um, so only a handful of um, people have been announced for the Andre the Giant Battle Royale. I'll list them for you now. Uh, Dash Wilder and Scott Dawson, The Revival. Uh, Baron Corbin, Mojo Rawley, Ty Dillinger, Broken Matt Hardy, Dolph Ziggler, Breezango, Goldust, Heath Slater and Rhino, Zack Ryder, Primo Cologne. Important to note that not Epico, but Primo Cologne. Can you remember who he is? <laughs> Apparently he's still with the company. Who knew? <coughs> Kane, Kurt Hawkins, Shelton Benjamin and Chad Gable, and Aiden English. So they are the people that have already entered. Um, and I know for a fact, because I have connections with the WWE Goth, um, I know that Big Cass will be entering as well because yeah. he has been cleared. And I'm not going to go for him. And I'm sure I'm going to regret it because I'm 99% sure that he is going to win it if he comes back because Vince has got a hard on for Big Sweaty Man. Um, but I'm going to go for Broken Matt. <laughs> I am going to go right. for Broken Matt Hardy. The reason I'm going to go for Broken Matt Hardy is because um, Vince was incredibly surprised at how well the final deletion, or the ultimate deletion, sorry, uh, went over. And yeah. there are a lot of uh, rumours that more deletion shows will be taking place. It seems that Gold Dust is presumably the next one. Um, yeah. So... For me, the way to build Matt because he doesn't need to be built into the main event. He's you know he's pushing. Is he forty now? Pushing forty, he must be. Probably past forty, I would say. I was just going to say because he's been wrestling since he was yeah. sixteen, right? Sorry, uh, ladies and gentlemen, let's just do a little bit of research. Matt Hardy is. Uh, this is Talk Talk Internet for you. He is forty-three. There you go. Um, so <laughs> you know. It's not like he needs the push to the main event, but he does need some credibility if they're going to consistently try and build these deletion shows. Because otherwise, you know, they're just going to go, hmm, nobody cares. It's a person that nobody yeah. cares about. So, you know, for something that, I'm sorry, means as little as the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royale does, you know, it's on the pre-show, <laughs> um, I think that it would be the perfect stage for Matt Hardy to win. After you. <laughs> Makes well no makes makes sense. Um, I've got again two dependent on another match. Interesting. So <clears throat> first one is a surprise one that I think might come in, and if he does come in, I think he'll win it, and that's Drew McIntyre. Oh wow! Yeah. Well, he is. Is he cleared he's, now? He's fit. I'm pretty sure he's fit. He's posted um, a lot of videos of him doing ridiculously strong things with his arms, which tells yeah, me that he um, is probably nearing, if not, you know, being cleared. I think I think if he did come in, and Vince has always liked him, he's always... I mean, he, he's one of the few that ever got to come back. He's excellent. Um, <laughs> he's excellent. I don't know. I think it would be it would just put a spot on him. And obviously it's not the most prestigious match to win, but they could use it as a reason to get him onto the main card. You know, as they have done for Mojo Rawley. Oh, yeah. But I don't think... Because <laughs> I don't think there's any reason really for him to go back to NXT. No. I think if Drew... Mac I think Drew McIntyre... Because than, we will talk about this afterwards. But I think Drew McIntyre will be one of the NXT call-ups come the Raw after Mania. Most yeah. definitely. But I think... If, he, if he's in it, I think he might win it. But if... And this is going into 
another match. Interesting. If Samoa Joe's in it, he'll win it. Ah, I'm interested to see how Samoa Joe's going to figure on later on your predictions. But I've got him down as possibly being in a match later on. So with John Cena. No. Oh. Okay, well, don't spoil it for me because I'm intrigued now. Um, to be honest, I'm, a, you know, Samoa Joe, for what was only supposed to be originally, you know, a month's injury that ruled him out of the Rumble, he's been out for f- almost four months now. Yeah, I wonder if they've done it though. I wonder if they've done it because there really wasn't anything for him. Yeah, potentially. I mean, I'd like to have seen him in the. Um, oh, I've just clicked to Samoa. Uh, okay. Sorry, I've just realised where you're going to put Samoa Joe. Good <laughs> God, that took a t- that took a while. Um, but I'd like to have seen Samoa Joe in that Intercontinental Championship picture, um, especially yeah. if that's going to be seen as like quite a high title, which it is now. Not in the same way as the US titles used on SmackDown. It would, um, you know, it would have done Samoa Joe a lot of good. But you know, as I say, absence does make the heart grow fonder. Yeah. So who are you going for? Are you just going for one of those two men? <laughs> if one of those Dep- two men win, you're claiming it. I mean, if they're, bo- if they're both in, I'm going to go Drew. Okay, I'm going to give you but Drew if... as your final one. Then. Right, do it. Okay, Drew. That's that's not a bad shout, to be fair. And like I've said, we're going to have a quick talk afterwards about who we think you know is going to change, um, who from NXT we think is going to get you know called up to the main roster. Yeah. Um, but I think Drew McIntyre is an absolute shoo-in because now that he's won the NXT Championship, it makes absolutely no sense for him to go back down to NXT. Yeah. So second on the pre-show, we have another Battle Royale because, God, we just need to get everyone on the card. Um, so we've got the WrestleMania Women's Battle Royale, formerly known as the Fabulous Moolah Women's Battle Royale. Thank God that's been changed. And at the time of recording, there have been 14 people confirmed, which is Sasha Banks, Becky Lynch, Liv Morgan, Naomi, Natalia, Ruby Riot, Sarah Logan, Bailey, Lana, Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, Mickey James, Carmella, and Dana Brooke. And basically, that is the entire women's division that isn't the four women <laughs> in matches on the main card, which goes to tell me, yeah. as, you know, I believe, I don't think there's supposed to be 30, is there? There won't be 30, is, surely. Good God. Okay, fair enough. Well, as it's all historic and that, I'm sure we'll have some people from the past coming in, you know, your leaders yeah. and people like that. Maybe even Michelle McCool, if her husband is supposed to be there. Um, <laughs> but I'm going for Sasha Banks. Yeah. Um, I think that um, it will have had more fuel to the fire of the feud between her and Bailey. Um, she can use that as a, yes, I've beaten you, Bailey. And Bailey can be like, no, that's, you know, it was a battle royale. No, yeah. you didn't beat me. And that can sort of build and build and build and build and build until eventually we get the singles match we all actually want um, rather than them just being thrown into Ooh. a battle royale. Um, I think it gives it a lot of prestige to give the first woman to win the women's battle royale. I feel like it's got to be someone big and I think Sasha yeah. Banks fills those boots. Um, she hasn't exactly been used brilliantly over the last couple of years, well, last couple of months. Um, you know, every time she's got a championship, she can't defend it on pay per view. What kind of, what kind of legacy is that for Sasha Banks? So I think it'd be nice for her to get that on top of being able to build that feud with Bailey. Yeah, like I mean, I definitely agree that it has to be one of the sort of top names who wins it. Yes. Um. So I'm going with Becky Lynch. 
I think she's the favourite. Yeah, I, I, oh. And I think the reason she's going to win it is because Bailey and Sasha are going to cost each other. Like they're going to be feuding at the side or something, and someone else is going to come in and t- put them both over. Becky then they're going to have an, yeah. then they're going to argue outside. Yeah. Oh, that's not a bad shout. God damn it. No, no, I'm sticking with my guns. I think it'll be Sasha. I think Becky is a great shout, and you know, I'd I'd want Becky to win. Because yeah. she has been horrendously underused to the point where she wasn't on the show for the Go Home SmackDown. <laughs> so you know what a way to build your potential. Um, but I wonder <clears> if they're going to have some of the NXT women in then. I imagine you've got to. I imagine the iconic duo will be in there because they're not on the NXT card. Um, you might have your Candice LeRae's. You might have uh, Kyrie Sane. Might even have Emma Moon. But well, yeah, depending she, on how she... badly she's brutalized by Shayna Baszler. Yeah, that's it. Shayna Baszler might be in it. <laughs> but they are going to have Against, to fill it and pad it out. Well, definitely. Sheila Bezer versus um, what do you call her? So, the MMA one, Sonya Deville. Yes, aye. that could be very, very good. That could be yeah. good. I think she's improved massively, Sonya Deville. Yeah, um, I mean, I thought thought she was okay in the Elimination Chamber match. Yeah, I thought. I, to be honest, every time I've seen her, she's improved massively. I can take a leave, Mandy Rose, to be perfectly honest. But yeah. Sonya Deville has actually got some talent, and I think she'll mm-hmm. she'll be a big star, definitely. Yeah. Unfortunately, she's fallen into this MMA thing, which now has Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler in it, and they're yeah. slightly bigger names. So unfortunately, uh, you know, her one gimmick is the one thing she's not that hot at, to be perfectly yeah. honest. But she she's ace. <laughs> I love her. I think she's brilliant. Yeah, um, final pre-show match. Um, again, I express my feelings about why this is on the pre-show but there we go uh tournament final vacant wwe cruiserweight championship and we have got cedric alexander versus mustafa ali who have you got garth and why cedric alexander i've got okay um, i think they've just i don't know they seem to have put a lot more emphasis on him on the build um even though ali's probably had a better like he's had better matches definitely yeah um i think Cedric Alexander's. I don't know. He just seems to be. They just seem to be highlighting him more. Like you see the the packages, but maybe that's that's a sort of to throw you off. I mean, but since well, the I'm, reboot, I would definitely say Mustafa Ali's yeah. had more of the spotlight. Most definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, his promos have been fantastic since the reboot of Two or Five Live. It has been an extremely good hours worth of television. Yeah. Um, but. I'm also going to go for Cedric Alexander, though I think this could be the dark horse for match of the night. Um, similar to how Neville versus Austin Aries was a really good match for Mania 33. Um, but I think that whilst we had that diatribe of Enzo More being the Cruiserweight champion, yeah. you know, you could tell that WWE higher-ups were starting to place a lot of emphasis on Cedric Alexander. And I feel that Cedric Alexander was being built to take the title from Enzo. Mm-hmm. Then obviously there was all this, all these allegations surrounding Enzo. He left, and then the cruiserweight title was obviously vacated. To then not give it to Cedric Alexander after all this, he's made it to the tournament final, would be a bit of a kick in the face. And it's not like Cedric Alexander isn't an absolutely sensational wrestler. You look at his record. You look to even back to the CWC, where Triple H actually came out, people were chanting, sign him up, and Triple H gave them the thumbs up. That's how, <laughs> you know, that's in how higher regard they hold Cedric Alexander. So, 
I'm going for Cedric as well. I think it'll be an absolutely yeah. outstanding match. I think Mustafa Ali will be made to look extremely strong because I see him as a future champion. <coughs> um, but I see Cedric taking the title here. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Right. So let's move on to the main card. And we're going to start with one of the most fantastic things in the world, the fact that Daniel Bryan has actually been cleared and is now able to wrestle, which is fantastic. So we've got <laughs> Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. If Owens and Zayn win, they'll be rehired to SmackDown. Um, I find it extremely bizarre that Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon have been arguing since Hell in a Cell and have made <laughs> up now in like a five-minute promo, but there Hello. you go. You know, there you go. Um, and, it, and it's it's like they've got this whole sort of thing where it's um, they keep doing this thing with Shane where he does this sort of dodgy sort of shifty look yeah it's like a, like a cartoon villain <laughs> yeah a lot of people have said that there's going to be some manner of heel turn there for Shane yeah um, I think so I don't see it I think Brian really? and McMahon are going to win I think Brian and Shane are going to win I think Owens and Zayn are going back to Raw I think I think yeah I think Brian's yeah, Brian and Shane are going to win, but I think there's going to be some sort of. I think Shane's going to do something. Yeah. Like, to, to to basically turn him. I'd find it very very strange if they didn't give Daniel Bryan after not being able to wrestle for three years <laughs> or whatever it's been now, you know, to have that yes echoing round WrestleMania oh, yeah. 34, echoing round New Orleans, you know. Daniel Bryan wrestling in a ring for the first time in three years. Here you go. Here's a defeat. What? You know, I also don't think that they're not going to turn Daniel Bryan heel, are they? Let's be perfectly honest, because Daniel Bryan could kill a dog and people will not boo him. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm not suggesting that's what they do, but, you know, he could, you know, there's no way they'll turn him heel. People just love him too much. It's like, you know, it's like Naito, for example, he's supposed to be heel. People love him. Um, But I just I don't see Owens and Zayn being able to do anything here. I no. think that it'll be a fantastic match because it's got Owens, Zayn, and Daniel Bryan in it. I just hope that Bryan doesn't get injured. Um, I think it'll be a fantastic match, and I think yeah. that Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon will win. Shane McMahon will do something crazy, like you know, jump off the stadium or something. Um, you know, doing something ridiculous. Um, but I think Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn will go back to Raw afterwards. Yeah. Um, we move on now to a mixed tag match between Kurt Angle and ex-UFC sensation Ronda Rousey taking on Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. I would argue that this is lock of the night because if I see Stephanie McMahon pin Ronda Rousey, I quit wrestling. I quit. I just quit. Because Steph already put Ronda through a table, which yeah. is just like, which, okay, fair enough. Which is, which is sold as if it was that was it, she was done. <laughs> yeah, that that's it now. Yeah, we're not having a match anymore, everyone. Um, but it'll be Ronda getting the pin on Steph. I think Kurt and Triple H will do their thing, but the main yeah. storyline here is Ronda and Steph. Um, whether Ronda gets some licks in at trips, who knows? But for me, there's absolutely no way in hell, that they can give Ronda Rousey a loss at Mania here, even if it is Steph and Triple H. I think it's going to be Kurt Kurt and Hunter doing the bulk of the work, and then Ronda will come in for the last 
five minutes or something for the big finish. It's going to be, it's, it's going to be interesting well, to see how Kurt Angle does here, because since he's come back to the WWE, obviously we reviewed not so long ago. We reviewed um, TNA Destination X 2012, yeah. and Kurt Angle was wrestling Samoa Joe, put on a really good match. But you look at the Kurt Angle now, he looks a lot more timid and yeah. I know that obviously he's, he's a face, obviously, as he will be in the WWE now. But I just, I don't, he's looked very, very unsure of himself in the matches that he has been in. You know, his Survivor mm-hmm. Series match, his TLC match, he's looked very unsure of himself and he's looked, for the first time, I'd say, he's looked his age. Mm-hmm. Whereas yeah. Triple H has, you know, I don't know whether it's just because Triple H has always worked a particular style. Um, we haven't really noticed it with Trips, but with Kurt, it's come... It hasn't really been a gradual thing. It's been like a bang, I'm old yeah. and I'm struggling. Because he has, you know, he's had severe trouble with his neck. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, doing moonsaults off cages and things like that, not exactly, br- you know, not exactly <laughs> good for the body, but it'll be inter- interesting to see if Kurt's sort of, I'm left to say ring rust, but shaking off that sort of stiffness. Uh, I think, like, I, I just think, well, definitely I think uh, Triple H is going to be running the match. He's going to be leading the he's match. He's going to have to. He's going to have to, yeah. because Kurt has not been in a match where he's got to carry things. Yeah, there's there's got to be something where Triple H and Angle are taken out of it, and it's just Ronda and... Steph in the ring. Which and Steph's going to be trying to back away or leave. That concern, that also <laughs> concerns me though, because then you've got Ronda Rousey attempting to carry a match with Steph. Because Steph, though apparently she has a second contract where she is a WWE competitor, which is bullshit. Um, <laughs> you know she's never been a good wrestler. You know I point you at her match with Brie Bella, for example. Um, I just am. Um, I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure it'll be good. I'm just slightly concerned because we haven't seen Kurt Angle carry a match yet because obviously in his TLC match he had the Shield in Dean and Seth who were able to carry the majority of the work for him. Yeah. And then, you know, in his Survivor Series match he had, you know, nine other people in the ring. So <laughs> not a lot of the sort of emphasis was on him. It'll be interesting to see as well because I think it's safe to say we're having a new Raw GM after this. Surely, yeah. you can't fight with the two authority figures and then keep your job. <laughs> I mean, I'm right in thinking that, right? Especially if you win. Exactly. I mean, yeah, okay. Um, we'll talk about that afterwards briefly as well. Um, <laughs> but I think it's safe to say both of us going Kurt Angle and Ronda Rousey. Yeah, definitely. Brilliant. Yeah. Okay. So, moving on to the next match, and we have yet another triple threat tag team match, just like in NXT for the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championships. And this will be fought between the Usos, who are the current champions, the New Day, whichever two or three they choose, whether it's Big E, Kofi, or Xavier, and they'll be taking on the Bludgeon Brothers, Harper and Rowan. I'm going for the Bludgeon Brothers. Yeah, I thought about that. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I don't know. I think think they're going to brutalise them, but I'm... I'm going Usos to retain. Wow, okay. I think they're going to... Well, I'd like them to build it up a big 
deal like they did with the New Day, where they kept it for so long. Yeah. I'd like I'd like them to do like a comparable where further down the line they have to have the showdown to sort of stop them, basically stop them beating their record. I can see where you're coming from, definitely with that. But like you say, the Bludgeon Brothers have been quite hot recently, and they have basically just destroyed everybody. So yeah, and yeah, I can the... see I can see it going either of the three ways, to be honest. Yeah, it's one of those matches where it is difficult to see. Mm-hmm. But I think Bludgeon Brothers here, Luke Harper's going to do something mental, like he mm-hmm. does whenever he, you know, whether it be something with a ladder or something like that. Um, which I think it might is this a ladder match? If I made that up. Um, I'm sure it was announced as a ladder match not so long ago. I might have made that up. If I've made that up, people, I apologise. But I'm sure at some point, you know, the Bludgeon Brothers will do something ridiculous, especially Harper, who is, you know, severely underrated. Yeah. Um, Not a lot to say about this one, to be perfectly honest. Um, Just that the Bludgeon Brothers will brutalise people, and I think that will be enough. Um. It'll be nice to see the Usos continue that reign, like you say. But having just come off the back of, you know, the New Day having the belts for that long, do we then mm-hmm. want another stint with the belts being on someone that long in the Usos? It certainly yeah. adds a lot of legitimacy to the title. It certainly gives whatever team help, holds it a lot of credibility. But I just, I just think if they've spent so much time building the Bludgeon Brothers, you know, we had all those pathetically poor vignettes <laughs> you know and they've come to the ring and they have sort of swayed people to sort of liking them because when they first debuted with those stupid hammers you know everyone was like oh for god's sake but you know they've they've had a few matches they've squashed jobbers they've beaten yeah. the hell out of the users in the new day and people are slowly starting to come around to the gimmick I know I am I, um, like, it. I like it from the start it's just daft you, you have liked it from the start which concerns me <laughs> Um, <laughs> but yeah I'm going for the Bludgeon Brothers you're going for the Usos that's the first one where yeah. we differ so yeah, there you go next we're doing two predictions for this one which I can already see your prediction Cesaro and Sheamus the champ, current Raw Tag Team Champions taking on Braun Strowman and a mystery partner I mean first of all the first prediction who is taking the belts who's taking the belts Garth uh, I'm going for the bar to win you're going for the bar to win. Okay, yeah. talk me through. I think, and this is where my other thing about Samoa Joe... Yeah, see, I got that eventually. Yeah, I think he might be the secret. I mean, there's so many different rumours, and um, I mean, there's rumours that it could be Big Short, even Rey Mysterio, um, but I think if it, if it is Samoa Joe, it's obviously going to be the sort of they're working together because they have to work together. But then I think Samoa Joe or Braun are going to cost the other one the pin by taking him out. <laughs> Interesting. He, I mean, Samoa Joe even put, I think he replied to like a, a question where someone had said, um, would you team with Braun? And he says it's unlikely because we'll end up in blows. <laughs> and I think, is that planting a seed? Is that... But... um. But if it isn't Samoa Joe, <laughs> again, I've got, so, I've got so many theories. I think it could possibly be Elias. I hope it's Elias. I really and, do. And he's going to end up getting the pin, and then Braun's going to go mental. <laughs> I'd love it to be Brain Strowman, to be perfectly yeah. honest. Just Braun <laughs> and Brains, which is just fantastic. Um, just putting the glasses on and tagging himself up. That's what I want him to do. That is what I want him to do. 
um, I mean, I think it'll be Team Braun. Braun and whoever, you know, is with him. I think they'll take the belts. Um, you know, you've built Braun to such an extent now that it would be ridiculous not to give him the belt. Um, you know, whatever that belt is, he needs yeah. to receive something of some description. The fact that he's in a tag team match after the year he's had is a bit of a slap in the face anyway. But, yeah. you know, you can't keep faltering on pulling the trigger on Braun. You know, you faltered oh. with the Universal title picture. You faltered with, you know, the Universal title picture again at No Mercy. You know, you've got to do something with him. You didn't put him in the Intercontinental Championship match. So, for me, he's got to win these titles. I don't care if he loses them, you know, because his tag team partner gets pinned, you know, the roar after Mania. Don't care. He's got to have some manner of belt, though. And I think it'll be Bray Wyatt. Mm. Um, because... Yeah, come back to sort of, sort of team up with him. Yeah. Um, I'm not entirely sure. It's... I'm not going to lie. This is a pretty flimsy prediction. Um... And it's based solely on the fact that Bray Wyatt is actually in New Orleans. Now, if he's been deleted, which is what he should have been, you know, then we wouldn't see him in New Orleans. We won't see him at Mania. We won't see him for another God knows how long. But he was on the plane because he had a picture taken with who? With With who, Garth? With Braun. Exactly. With Braun and their their massive blingy watches. With their massive... Yeah, seeing Bray Wyatt on a plane with glasses and bling just didn't look right at all. it didn't. But to not have him on the card at all, I mean, if he's not in this match and if he's going to be on the card, he'll be in the Andre the Giant Battle Royale and be eliminated first. I think if he does come into this match, I hope he's changed. I hope they change his music, his entrance, everything. I hope they he's... won't. They won't. I hope they do because I'm so bored of him. I am. He's my favourite wrestler, Garth, and I am bored of him. <laughs> I mean, I love the man, but he's boring because they just don't do anything with him. They had so much potential. No, no, I'm not going to I'm not going to get into this now. I'm not going to get into this. <laughs> no, do you know what? Yes, I am. Right, they had so much potential to do shit with him with that title on SmackDown. But no, no, no. No. Let's give it to Randy Orton because then he'll have a lovely WrestleMania moment. Fuck Randy Orton. Fuck Randy Orton. Boring great face Randy Orton. I don't care if this podcast gets a little e next to it now for explicit. Fuck Randy Orton and his stupid shit title run, which he then lost to pissing Jinder Mahal, who is on this card. <laughs> Who's going to win the sake. Spoiler. Exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. He's not winning. Fucking Jinder. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. And I know that I've got some hate on Twitter because apparently I hate on Jinder. That's because he's shit. That's why I hate on him, because he's shit. If he wasn't shit, I'd be fine. Anyway. <laughs> I blame Jinder for Bray's misgivings, not not Bray himself. So, anyway, you're going for the bar, I am going for Braun, and maybe Bray. If not Bray, hopefully Elias, because having the Symphony of Destruction as a tag team name <laughs> is fantastic. <laughs> That's a good name. It is. It's fantastic, isn't it? Um, anyway, next match is for the SmackDown Women's Championship, and we have Charlotte Flair, the current champion, taking on Asuka. Now, it's weird that after Fastlane, we had Asuka challenging Charlotte, and then Asuka continued to be on Raw, which was odd. I'm not saying it's bad, I'm just saying it's odd, Um, which has meant that we haven't exactly had 
a build. lot of build to this match. And it, you know, it doesn't necessarily need a lot of build. I know that Asuka hasn't exactly been portrayed as fantastic on the microphone. I don't think it needs to be, you know, highlighted. Um, but that could be a potential reason. But there's been, what, two weeks build? Yep. Which not... isn't a lot. And it's a kind of sort of, it's one of those, um, I respect you, let's have a match sort of builds. Yeah. And it certainly has the potential to be an absolutely fantastic match. I mean, Charlotte is the best female worker in the company, without a doubt. You know, she deserves to be where she is. You know, you don't get called the queen for no reason. Um, But you have now got this horribly sticky situation now where Asuka has got this streak, um, which she rightly has. She's a very, very good wrestler. And I think that these two will create magic together. But I just... At some point, this streak has got to end. Yeah. And I don't think he'll be here. I think, just, you know, spoiler, I think Asuka will take the belt off Charlotte. But this would have been the perfect opportunity to have Asuka lose the streak. Because if she Mm. loses it to Charlotte at WrestleMania, then everyone's like, well, yeah, fair enough. You know, it's Charlotte, it's at Mania. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not going to get a more, a better opportunity to do that. But, I think if you're going to lose the streak, you've got to have the belt. Yeah. There's got to be something on the line, yeah. Exactly. So that's why I don't think she'll lose here. I think Asuka's got to take it here. That's Yeah, that's exactly the same as me. I just think it's they've built her up, they've built this streak up now too much for her not to have a championship with it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And and, I don't, and to be honest, I don't think even Charlotte getting beat by Asuka leaves her looking weak. Yeah. It just means it's somebody else in that streak. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think, you know, we had and, it... Go on, sorry. Hopefully hopefully, we'll get a Charlotte heel turn as well. Charlotte is such a good heel. Such yeah. a good heel. Um, if not, they might pair up with Becky Lynch and have them two as tag team champions, which would be fantastic. Mm. I'd love to see that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> speaking of women's matches, so both we're both saying Asuka there. You know, yeah. It's a first WrestleMania. They're not going to have a lose. And it'd be the first loss of a streak. Um, getting on to the next women's match now, which is the singles match for the WWE Raw Women's Championship. And it is to be between Alexa Bliss and Nia Jax. Now, in a complete opposite way of Charlotte and Asuka, which has had no build, this has been quietly simmering since SummerSlam last year when Asuka yeah. gave... Uh, sorry, Asuka. Nia Jax gave Alexa Bliss the, um, the Samoan drop. Um, and then it was sort of forgotten about, and then it sort of come to a head again with Alexa Bliss effectively fat shaming Nia, which is <laughs> a touchy subject, I'd yeah. say, to be perfectly honest. I don't think they've done it too distastefully, which is good. Um, but I'm going to say I'm going to go Alexa Bliss to retain. Now, the reason for this, okay, before you have that massive intake of breath. The reason I'm going to say this is because I think that Alexa Bliss will cheat to beat Nia because there's no way she's beating a clean. No way. They've got to make Nia look strong. Bliss will cheat to beat Nia, possibly with the aid of Mickey James. Then, I think, whilst everyone's laid out, Carmella's musical play, Carmella will cash in on Alexa Bliss and then Nia will crush Carmella for the title on Raw. That way, 
because there's we can't have two money in the bank briefcases that don't work. And I'm sorry, yeah. if Carmella cashes in on either Charlotte or Asuka, she's going to get her arse handed to her. <laughs> However, you can sort of see, you know, an exhausted Alexa Bliss having just been through the mill with Nia Jax, having had to cheat to win. You know, even if it's a belt shot to the head, something like that, Bliss yeah. will retain. And then Carmella, you can sort of see a beating an exhausted Alexa Bliss. Then Nia Jax, bang, runs through her on the raw. Afterwards, she gets the championship. We've had a cash in. You know, we've finally got rid of that suitcase, which is starting to become an incredibly annoying prop. Um, yeah. And that's my fantasy booking. And this is why I don't work for WWE Creative. <laughs> um, pretty much the same. Um, really? Yep. Fair enough. I've got. I've got um, but I've got. I've got. Um, Nia Jax to absolutely sort of demolish uh, Bliss. Yeah. For most of the match. I think they put in a good match. Yeah, I don't think um, too bad. But then I've got um, Mickey James to do something. Yeah. She's obviously going to do something. Um, which, if it isn't, if it isn't like what causes Bliss to lose the title, where Nia Jax moves out of the way of something or something like that. Like Mickey James hits Bliss by mistake. Yeah. Or if it's where Nia Jax just wins clean, then they do a beatdown afterwards. Something like that, yeah. And then Carmella comes and, like, Carmella cashes in and Bliss is just walks past her, just smiling, just knowing that, obviously, she can't do anything about the belt, but knowing that she could probably got a better chance against Carmella. Yeah. No, I agree. And I think that that that's maybe their sort of thinking. Mm-hmm. I agree. She's got to cash in. She's got to cash, cash, cash in. She's got to cash in. Absolutely. She's but held on to it for the it, most for the most amount um, of time now anyone has ever held on to it. On the other side, I was thinking possibly if if WWE were going to end that streak, would they be ballsy enough to to let Nia Jax uh, to let Ask her win the belt and then lose it at Mania. <laughs> Does that count as a loss? Does that count as a that's, loss? In the str- oh God! Um, that, see, that's what I mean. It's like if she wins the belt, Charlotte turns heel, beats her down, then Carmella cashes in and then takes the pin there. Yeah. Oh, potentially. Yeah, potentially. It's, it come, it's got either way. It's coming from a beatdown. It is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's not winning that by cashing in clean. No, absolutely not. No. There's no. Absolutely not. Um, I will just also preface this by saying that I have gone for Alexa Bliss primarily because most of my predictions are title changes. So, uh, unfortunately, I just don't see every title changing hands, even though all of them could change hands. Mm -hmm. That's that's like the most refreshing and best thing about this whole card. Yes, I agree. I agree. so, So much either way. Each match can go any way. Yeah, absolutely. Apart from Brock. Brockman, oh. uh, Roman, but yeah, you know, we'll we'll maybe right. talk about that at the end, maybe. <laughs> um, next, so, yeah. we, oh sorry, yes. go <laughs> um, next we've got a four way match for the WWE United States Championship, and that is between Randall Orton, the current champion, Bobby Roode, <laughs> Jinder Mahal, and Rusev, Rusev Machka. Who have you got, Garth? I've got Rusev. So have I. 
Even though apparently he was put in last minute. He was put... But I think they're scared to death of him leaving. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the reason he's been put in the match. He asked for his release, didn't he? Yep. And if I was Rusev, I'd do the exact same thing. He's over like nobody's business. Well, just imagine if he went somewhere like New Japan. (laughs) Yeah. He'd absolutely kill it. Because he's brilliant. He's... You know, he's got comic timing. He's got that mm-hmm. brutish side, which he had in his last two United States Championship um, yeah. reigns. You know, he's had great matches with John Cena, cool. with Roman Reigns. You know, he's had he these fantastic do, um, matches. Big Bartholomew. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Can you imagine if they actually gave him that gimmick to kick? Oh, my life. <laughs> but I just, I think that Rusev, considering up until what, two weeks ago, he wasn't on the card. Yeah, he's yeah. the person who gets the most chance. I just think that it's... I just think it's ridiculous. I just think it's... And he needs... He needs something. Again, this is... The whole thing with Rusev, it's got to be a Vince thing. It's got to be a... Well, nobody can possibly want to chant for him. He's he's not American. Exactly. It's, and It's got to be that. It's just pathetic. Yeah, I know. And there are times when, yes, we know Rusev is supposed to be heel. But there's no way he can be heel. He's too funny. No, not now. No, not he can't be heel now. English. No, exactly. And Aiden English, you know, it's elevated him. This is how over Rusev is. It's elevated Aiden English. <laughs> you know, he's got. He's been literally riding the coattails of Rusev. Exactly. It's like when um, it's like um, Miz and um, Damien Sandow, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. But then he got to the point where Damien Sandow was more over than the yeah. Miz, which is brilliant. But yeah, I think this has got to be Rusev's time. And if yeah. Rusev doesn't win this, I can see Rusev being in a different promotion by the time Mania 35 comes around. Yeah, definitely. Because and if Randy Orton wins it, I'm going to riot. Because it's... I'm so done with him. It's, un... it's just untrue. He's... I understand that he has had a stellar career and yet he has been a stalwart of the company. He's a good worker when he's motivated. Um, You know, he's nothing out of the ordinary, but he's a big name. Lots of people, you know, Shinsuke Nakamura, for example, are drawn to the WWE because they want matches with people like Randy Orton. But when you consider his last, his entire gimmick at the moment is to RKO people, which gets a pop, yeah, because it's a good move. Probably one of the best moves in the WWE. But he's got to have something more than that. And when he was WWE champion, when he took it off Bray Wyatt, which I'm definitely still not bitter about, you know, he, he was boring. He was boring. Yeah. And it, it boring baffles and me. Yeah, well. exactly. And it just baffles me. I know that he wants to turn heel. And he said many, many times he prefers working as heel. And it would make more sense for Randy Orton to be heel. But I just, I don't want him as the champion anymore. I know that they've put no. the United States Championship on him because to make him a Grand Slam champion. Fair enough. That's fair enough. Okay? But don't give him an extended run with the title. You've got talent yeah. coming through. So, you know, to have Rusev not only win the title but win it from Randy Orton, it gives him even more credibility. Just don't keep it on Orton. Please. Yeah. Please. Please. <laughs> to make up for the shitstorm that was that... PowerPoint slide of maggots at Mania 33. <laughs> please let Rusev win. Right. So you don't, so you don't think uh, Jinder's going to win then? <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I, right, I will clarify. I don't hate Jinder. I just think he's a boring worker and I think that his promos are shit. Yeah. I just, I don't rate him at all and I find it really, I just, 
his entire title reign was just so flat, boring, copy, paste, repeat. I just I had no time for it. Yeah. I, you know, it was it was given to as a shock value, and it was like, well, you've got to look at the talent in that company. You've got AJ Styles, you've got Kevin Owens, you've got Sami Zayn, you've got Shinsuke. You know, all these people who are then having to play second fiddle to Jinder. And I know that some people will say, well, how do you make stars? Jinder, less than, what, four, fast lane, fast lane before Mania 33, he was jobbing out to Cesaro. <laughs> to then have him at Backlash as the champion just makes no sense. Yeah. And I understand he's worked extremely hard to get the physique he's got. You know, fair play to him because he has transformed himself. And he is getting better in the ring, absolutely. But I just I don't rate him. I'm sorry, I don't. Sue yeah. me. And the fact the storyline was non-existent as well. Exactly. Just come the storyline was Shinsuke can't speak English. <laughs> Who gives a shit, gender? Okay, just fuck off off my screen. Give someone the belt and get back in the mid card where you deserve, where you belong. Jesus. With more jaw. Yeah, exactly. Fuck him off into the Battle Royale again. <sighs> you had to bring Jinder up, didn't you? Good God. <laughs> we were happily skating over the fact that he was in, even in the match. I haven't even mentioned Bobby Roode. I know, that's so bad, isn't it? It's so... Like, they've buried him? He's, uh... He needs to be they healed as well. Vanilla, babyface, just vacuum of any sort of... Yeah. Anything? But then again, we did a retro review of TNA Destination X and he was the champion at the time and he was brilliant his heel persona yeah. was fantastic he then brought that over into NXT was fantastic brilliant heel work that cold clinical heel he brought him up to the main roster as this baby face and it's like yeah, just because his chant is over does not make him a baby face I mean Jesus Christ Edge's theme tune was fantastic <laughs> doesn't mean he was a baby face. It just... Yeah, it's it's baffling what they've done with Bobby Roode. Yes, they gave him the US title and what, he defended it once, I think, yeah. against Mojo. Oh, great. A lot of prestige there. And then lost it in a pretty average match with Orton. It was a, ve it was a very strange match, that was. It was so two-paced. Yeah. Um. Anyway... Moving on from that. <laughs> the triple threat match next for the Intercontinental Championship. The Miz versus Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor. Who have you got, Goff, and why? Well, for a start, I think this is my least most anticipated match. It's just... Really? Yeah, it's wow. just... I don't know. I just... I know that... I mean, they have good matches, but story-wise, Finn Balor is just bland now. Yeah. I don't have it. I have no feeling whatsoever towards him. Seth is rubbish as a face. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just I just haven't been drawn into this whole idea. But it'll be a good match, no doubt about it. Um, and to be fair, Seth Rollins has been having sort of pay-per-view level matches on Raw. As a worker, there are very few people who can touch that. Yeah. That's why I'm putting him as the winner. I think yeah. he'll over. Um, I'm with you 100%, to be perfectly honest. Um, I will just say that The Miz, who's obviously just had um, a baby girl, he will need time off to actually see his baby girl. That, that's why I That's why I think he won't win it. Yeah, yeah. 
I imagine he'll get it back at some point because he will break the record for the longest accumulative time of holding the title. He's got to. For the yeah. job that he's done elevating that championship. Wait, and for actually giving a shit about it. Exactly. When you consider Ezekiel Jackson has held that championship, you know, <laughs> you've, you know, the Miz has bought it back, effectively, from the dead to a championship that actually means something. Yeah. You know, his work on SmackDown after the original draft was brilliant. You know, we had some fantastic matches with Dean, with Dolph, with... That's why I'd love, I'd love him um, to go and have a continuous feud with Daniel Bryan. Oh. He comes back. If he goes over to SmackDown and has that feud with Daniel Bryan, that'll be amazing because they are both yeah. brilliant on the mic. Um, however, obviously, I don't think The Miz is going to retain. Uh, we've got Seth and Finn Balor. I agree. Prince Devitt in New Japan was fantastic. Okay? You know, when he started Bullet Club, he was amazing. He was a revelation. He's come to WWE in, as Finn Balor in NXT. No one could touch him. Everyone loved him. He was fantastic. He, everything he touched turned to gold. He came up to the main roster. He came up with such fanfare. He got the Universal title, then was injured. And since he's come back from injury, the WWE have had no idea what to do with him. Yeah. He's, just... he's been lost in the shuffle. They've given him no character development. You know. I haven't even given him a proper feud. Like, not really. Not like a really sort of hey. get teeth into. Hey, he had a feud what? with Bray Wyatt. When he became Pumpkin Balor and Bray Wyatt oh, became yeah. a tranny and a towel, <laughs> and then it just disappeared. Yeah, just then dropped. that then that didn't happen because Bray got <laughs> mumps or something. So we ended up having a fantastic match with AJ Styles, which is where they yeah. started to bring Finn back. But mm-hmm. as a face, as a happy, smiling baby face, even I'd even love him to be a tweener. You've given him the club, who again you're doing nothing with, yeah. which is baffling. Um, make make them a, make them a stable exactly make them, make them a make legitimate them, stable give them the belts exactly give the give um give Balor that um cocky sort of yes I know I'm good thing that he did in New Japan yeah let him let him run with that for a bit exactly he doesn't even need to be a heel because I don't think no, no matter what you do now Finn Balor is going to be a heel he's too he's too over but yeah. at least make him a tweener. At least make him a tweener with the club. You know, and just, just... Just a bit of a badass. Yeah, that's all he needs. You know, look what I can do. Because like he the is whole fantastic thing when, in the ring. With the whole thing when he was in New Japan, he had... When he when he turned heel, all he did was put on a black leather jacket. Yeah. And flick the collar up. And, and did that sort of look. He had that sort of sly look, didn't he? Yeah. Was, but he wasn't really a full-on... Heel because the Bullet Club did all that. Exactly. He just used to sort of stand by and point at people. <laughs> yeah. Look, I'm making a gun with my hand. And, you know, yeah. it was cool. People loved it. People lapped it up, yeah. which is why he came to WWE with such, you know, a what's it around him. So, I mean, in an ideal world, Finn will feud with AJ, which would be an unbelievable feud. You know, we got a little bit of a taste of what they could do at TLC. But. Yeah. I, just, I think something needs to happen to reinvigorate Finn's character. And unfortunately, I do think he will eventually gain a championship. I don't think it will be here. I think it will be Seth that takes it here. Not only because he is the best worker, um, not only because it's WrestleMania and Seth has you know good things to come out of him at WrestleMania. Um, I think that he will do the most for the belt. 
out of the two of them. Um, I think he'll have great matches. You know, not to say that Finn won't, but also, and this is the most important thing, is if he wins this, he becomes a Grand Slam champion. Bloody hell, already. Yeah, well, he's won the tag belts. He's won the WWE Championship. He's won the United States Championship. This is the last one. So was he the last one out of the Shield? He's the last one out of the Shield to do it. Dean was the first. Who thought that Dean would be the first? I know. know. But when Ambrose comes back, there's a ready-made feud again. I mean, we've seen it a billion times. But I I hope in this match there's a turn by either Seth or Finn. Yeah, I'd love to see a turn from Finn and then have the club down and just beat the living hell out of everyone. Because Seth, like, he's another one of those ones that he's never convincing when he's a face. Sort of good guy, yeah. Because he's, he's, he's got that um, really snarly I'm better than everybody else about him. Got that horrendous Even when he's, laugh as well. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's like an evil... Like an evil like, <laughs> but he's got that really sort of sharp sort of don't fuck with me attitude. Yeah, which is, you know, what it should be. Even if he's mm-hmm. a chicken shit heel, like he was when yeah. he won the championship back in, I think it was 2000, 2016 maybe? <laughs> you know, that was fantastic. H, yeah. it, it worked with his character. Um, mm-hmm. But I think he'll win the championship here, mainly because if he wins it, he'll become a Grand Slam champion. And yeah. I feel like he deserves it. And I think at Mania, it would make sense. You know, it's a big stage. Let him do it there. Um... Moving on, we now have the semi-main event, because let's face it, this will definitely not go on last. Uh, It is the singles match for the WWE Championship between AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura. Now, for the eagle-eyed among you, I'm sure that you'll have seen on their YouTube channel, New Japan Pro Wrestling have put Nakamura and AJ Styles' match from Wrestle Kingdom 10 on their YouTube account. And... It just gives you a little bit of an indication of what these two are capable of. I have gone back and watched Wrestle Kingdom 10 just for this match, and (laughs) believe the hype, it is that damn good. If they let them do anywhere near as much... If Triple H has got anything to do with this match, for God's sake, just go to them and say, do what you can. Do what you did at Wrestle Kingdom 10. You know, don't tell Vince, but, (laughs) you know... Don't... Don't anybody go out and watch that match before watching Mania? No, because you'll be disappointed. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But these two, you know, their feud I've actually quite enjoyed, especially over the last couple of weeks with Shinsuke going for a Kinshasa, stopping Mm -hmm. and then just patting AJ on the head and then AJ doing the same with the phenomenal forearm. I just think it's it's good, I like it. It's the sort of thing to say, like, you know I could have sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. Both times, and then say we'll save this for the we'll save this for the match. And Shinsuke's just over the top attitude just makes things ten times better. You know, <laughs> I love it when he just when he just ends the promo by shouting. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and like it's just like uh, it's just my favorite. Because obviously, Go on. he's fight. He's still he's still fighting with English, isn't he? So yeah, he's doing everything he can to sort of take. Take it away from the fact that he can't speak very well. He just shouts for a bit. Do you know what though? That shouldn't be a thing. That shouldn't matter. If you've got someone who's as bloody good oh, no, in the ring as I mean. Shinsuke is, you know who cares if he can't speak English? Yeah, he can't speak English. He can't. He struggles with the language. For God's sake, we've got people in England who struggle with the language. Can you? <laughs> Kurt, Kurt Angle struggles. I was just gonna say. Can you borrow me a pen? No, I can 
fucking land you want. <laughs> you know, so Shinsuke can't speak English. So what? Now they can English people. Um, <laughs> what matters is the fact that he is a fantastic wrestler and him and AJ are going to blow the fucking roof off uh, New yeah. Orleans. My favourite thing... I think thing, the crowd yeah, exactly. so hot for this. Oh, God, yeah. And, you know, I've seen little stills of the set. Oh, my God. Shinsuke's yeah. theme tune is going to go off. I know. Um, it's going to be a goosebump. It is. Absolutely. Isn't it? Absolutely. And to be honest, this is the main reason I have no issue stopping up till five in the morning to watch it. <laughs> um, my favourite bit of the feud so far has been, um, obviously, every time Shinsuke came around the corner, he would just say to AJ Styles, I'm going to beat you at WrestleMania, and then walk <laughs> off. Which, you know, just just a couple of words, and then just walk off. And, just like a kid. Yeah, exactly. Like... But then AJ, I think he'd lost a match. Or, oh no, it was when he was told that it was going to be a six-pack challenge. <laughs> so he'd just lost to John Cena before Fastlane. And as he walked off, you know, in a bad mood, big grump, um, Shinsuke came around the corner. Before he could say anything, AJ went, yes, I know, you're going to beat me at WrestleMania. <laughs> and Shinsuke just went, oh, AJ, have some confidence in yourself. And it was just, that's amazing. <laughs> it's just it's, it's, brilliant. It's really good how they've let him get his sort of personality over. Exactly, exactly. that's what he's like. That's the type of person he is. He's... Total character. And I know a lot of people, when he got promoted from NXT... I keep saying promoted. I don't mean promoted. When he got bought up from NXT, people were concerned that he'd just be in funny little backstage skits. But if you watch yeah. him in New Japan, you know, especially in his later years, when he was winning titles, you know, he was an over-the-top character. I mean, people... Taguchi takes the piss out of him now by doing his hand thing. So, you know, yeah. he hasn't changed that much <laughs> from his time in New Japan. So... The fact that people are like, yeah, well, he can't speak English. I don't give a shit. He's an amazing wrestler. Him and AJ <clears throat> paired together. This is the match that we've wanted since the pair yeah. of them got signed. Well, as soon as as soon as soon AJ was signed, it was like, everyone was just like, right, when's Nakamura? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Get Nakamura onto the main. And as soon as Nakamura had had that match with Sami Zayn at TakeOver Dallas, <laughs> it's just like, Get him on the main roster. Get him in yeah. a feud with AJ. And then, of course, they teased it at Money in the Bank, um, which you know everyone went nuts for. It was only a look. It was like 20 seconds, but yeah. everyone just went mental. Um, but as for a prediction, we've sort of gone off on one there. Um, <laughs> as for prediction... Excitement, isn't it? It is. It really is. Um, I'm going for Shinsuke. Me too. Yeah. Because I think AJ will go to Raw. And I think they've, they've held off for so long to put Nakamura at that spot. Yeah, they have. They haven't really tri- they haven't really sort of handled him very well. No, they haven't. Like sort of not like in ring wise, like like with his wins and losses and getting him to move up the car. They haven't really done anything. It's it's made if he hadn't won the rumble. <laughs> yeah, you know, since like, he's won the you, rumble, yeah. it's reinvigorated his character as you would hope <laughs> it would do, obviously. But you know, he's had... I mean, can you think, honestly, main roster matches, can you think of three good, really good matches that Nakamura's had? Not really. I mean... I can think of he one. He hasn't really... Yeah, I mean, he hasn't really had that many matches, has he? He's... He hasn't had a lot of singles matches. You know, there, there was that length of time when he wasn't even appearing on SmackDown but that's what I mean yeah even in tag matches it's not been anything explosive I've seen you know that match that first match against John Cena where he fought to become number one contender to Jinder fucking yeah. Mahal um, that's a, that says something doesn't it 
Jinder Mahal was champion and the people fighting for the number one contendership were Shinsuke Nakamura and John Cena. <laughs> um, that was a really, really good match, even if Shinsuke did drop John Cena on his head, um, <laughs> which looked incredibly painful. But, you know, they since the Royal Rumble, they have done a better job of handling Shinsuke. Definitely, yeah. What they will do with his promos when he is champion, I don't know. But let's just appreciate the fact that we are going to see in New Orleans, AJ Styles versus Shinsuke, the match that we've all wanted for two years, two and a half years. You know, let's just appreciate that. Yeah. Um, Can't wait. I genuinely <laughs> cannot wait. Then we come to what will be the main event, um, which will be UFC-bound Brock Lesnar, who is the current Universal Champion, taking on Roman Reigns in a singles match for the Universal Championship, um, and I think it's fair to say, bar the Kurt Angle and Ronda Rousey match, this is probably lock of the night. If Roman Reigns doesn't come out of this match with the championship, it will be baffling. He's he's going to come out of it with the title because Brock going to the UFC. Dana White has confirmed that you know they are interested in working together again. Brock has made no. You know, made no bones about wanting to go back to the UFC. His style has become extremely boring and extremely stagnant. You know, he's held the Universal Championship for a year now. And, you know, for like 100, 150 days, we haven't even seen it. So we need the belt back on a full-time wrestler. And yes, people are going to say, well, is it going to be Roman Reigns? In fairness, the build for this match has been really good. They've built it well. And they've... You've even had, you've even got it to the point where Paul Heyman's managed to get the crowd chanting for Reigns. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And when you've got someone as good as Paul Heyman in that situation, then why not? Then why <laughs> not? Um, I mean, I assume you're going for Reigns as well. I am, but oh God. I don't think Brock's disappearing yet. I don't think he's going to be gone because he's still got a suspension to f- for the UFC. True. Which I'm sure he's got something like six months left. He's got a long more. time, so he's not going to sit and do nothing for for that amount of time. He does like looking at his land, though. True, and pulling plows, and, yeah, <laughs> shooting watermelons with shotguns. You know, you'd be amazed how long that takes. So um, I don't know. Reigns will win, yeah, but I would be surprised if Brock's out of the picture for. The only thing I would say about long. that is if Brock's heart is truly set on. Uh, the UFC, would he want to risk an injury during that, you know, that time period of his ban? Yeah, would he want true. to risk an injury? You know, or do they want to just cut ties here and say, right, you've done your job, thank you very much, goodbye? Because he's not got a contract for any more dates with the WWE. Yeah, you know, his contract's up. His last scheduled date before um, Mania was uh, a live show, I believe, in Boston. So <laughs> you know. He's done all his contracted hours. You know, he's nothing, you know, talking as a teacher, he's not going to do anything extracurricular, is he? <laughs> um, so I think Reigns will win here. You agree. You think Lesnar will stop behind? I don't. I think once Lesnar loses here, once the fireworks go off in New Orleans, once everyone is completely lukewarm towards Roman Reigns, that's the last we'll see of Lesnar. Just like it was with Goldberg. I hope we. Um... 
hope, I hope the crowd pick up on Reigns. I, I hope they do as well. Because it's I not him, he's like, worked so hard in well, order his, to his, get himself better. His promos on this um feud have been like stellar. They've been yeah, excellent. Like I agree. And you can tell you can tell they've been they've said to him, right, just just go there's some bullet points. Yeah. I agree. It's not a script. You can tell it isn't scripted and he's he's gone off on one and I think he's like it's like a different he's like a different wrestler. Like, Do you know what I like think's helped? Person. Working with Paul Heyman. Yeah, definitely. Because Paul Heyman's built him up. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think if you know, Heyman's got that way of words that will help anyone get over. He could get Jinder yeah. Mahal over. <laughs> I mean maybe not with me. Maybe, maybe. Well well, okay. Let's just quickly go back through the card and we'll go through who we've got. So Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Uh, we've both got yep. Brian and Shane. Kurt Angle yep. and Ronda Rousey versus Triple H and Steph. We've both got Kurt Angle and Ronda Rousey. Yep. Um, the triple threat match for the SmackDown titles. I've got the Bludgeon Brothers. You've got the Usos. Yep. Um, the Raw Tag Team Championship match. I've got Braun and AN Other. You've got the Bar. Yep. We've both got Asuka for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. We've both got Alexa Bliss for the Raw Women's Championship. Um, we've both got Rusev for the United States Championship. We've both got uh, Rollins for the Intercontinental. We've both got Nakamura for the WWE Championship. And we've both got Roman Reigns for the WWE Universal Championship. The pre-show, yep. I've gone for um, Broken Matt to win the Andre the Giant. And you've gone with Drew McIntyre. A very yep. wild, wild guess there. Totally wild. <laughs> um, the Women's Battle Royale, I've chosen Sasha. You've gone for Becky. And then yep. we've both gone for Cedric Alexander to win the Cruiserweight Championship over Mustafa Ali. Yep. However, obviously, after WrestleMania, we have the Raw after Mania. So briefly, Garth, I just wanted to talk... Well, just wanted to ask you a couple of questions. We touched on the fact that there is no way that Kurt Angle can, can remain Raw GM. Yeah. And obviously, now that Daniel Bryan has been cleared, you would assume that a new SmackDown GM is going mm-hmm. to be... Um, in place for both brands. Who would you like to see as GM for both for both brands? I would love, I would love it if um, William Regal got a shot. Okay, uh, yeah, probably on SmackDown. I would say, yeah, um, because he's he's brilliant on NXT. He he's is to the he's to the point. He doesn't hug too much of the time. Um, because well, I suppose because they only have an hour, don't they? True. Um, but, <laughs> if you have too much of the time, there won't be any matches. Yeah. But he, he, I mean, he's—I don't know—he's just so good, and I just think again, he can—he's another one like Brian who can bring a bit of legitimacy to it, and he's haven't been a wrestler. Um, that—that that would be my pick for SmackDown Raw. Bloody hell! <laughs> I couldn't. Hopefully, not Stephanie. No, I think the less we see it, I think personally she'll take a bit of time off afterwards after um, Ronda's destroyed her, which would be nice. <laughs> I don't, honestly don't, I, I don't know. It's, I mean, nobody on the current roster that I can think of. It's got to be somebody else. Bring Ric Flair in, maybe. <laughs> oh, Ric Flair would be fantastic. I mean, personally, I'm going to go for two fairly, um, fairly different ones to you. I'm going to go um, Jeff Jarrett for SmackDown. 
Right. Um, I think that he's got the sort of clout that a general manager should need. Um, and obviously he's just been inducted into the Hall of Fame. In fact, he's being inducted he's, tonight. Um, he's done it before. He has done it before. I With think it worked quite well. You know, maybe not like his run in TNA. But... Um, yeah. He'd be booking himself in the, the main event if that was the case. That is, that is a good point. Well, <laughs> you've got a tag team match with me. Um, but I think that he would make the perfect choice for SmackDown. And I mm. think that Raw will be Paul Heyman. Really? I you think he'll stick around? I think he'll stick around. I think there is two ways that they can go with him. Either he can work with Ronda... Or potentially someone like a Shayna Baszler, mm. or Rogiem. Because if I can understand them letting Brock Lesnar go for several reasons, letting Paul Heyman go is ridiculous. Do not let him go. Yeah. He's too good. Um. Now the Raw after Mania is often seen as almost an extension of WrestleMania because that's where we get the. The sort of surprise, there's a surprise call ups from NXT, yeah. and with there being a sort of draft, we're not sure when that's going to happen. Is is that the Raw After Mania? I don't know. I'm not going to, because I don't know, yeah. there's no point um, sort of speculating. But NXT call ups doesn't have to be a specific brand, but who can you see coming up to the main roster? Let's say five each. Who can right. you see coming to the main roster? Authors of Pain for definition. Authors of Pain are a good shout, yeah. Um, Almas, I think he'll probably come up. Yeah, good shout. Um, I think Gargano probably will, but not, not straight not away. straight away, yeah. Um, and I don't know, but maybe Sanity. Oh, I was going to say Sanity, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Got more different ones now. Right, okay. Um, no, I agree with them. Yeah. They're good shouts, they are, all of them. Um, I mean, for me, the iconic duo have got to come up. Peyton mm. Royce and Billy Kay, they're not close to the NXT Women's Championship. There's now like a backlog of women that are um, due an NXT Women's Championship shot. Yeah. You know, you've got Candice LeRae, you've got Kyrie Sane. You've got enough to sort of see them through that. Um, you know, they seem to be building Bianca Belair and people like that as well put them onto the main roster, especially if, as I've said before, that the WWE are going to put these tag belts in the women's division. It just it mm-hmm. makes sense, doesn't it, to bring up those two as a ready-made tag team. Yeah. So I think Drew McIntyre will come up. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm counting the Iconic Duo as one, by the way. Um, yeah. I'm going Authors of Pain as well. I think the Authors yeah. of Pain will come up. Um, they're overdue, to be perfectly honest. I think, if we're being honest, they could have come up at SummerSlam. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think... Hmm. I'm trying to think now of the NXT roster. <laughs> um, I think Gargano will come up again, whether it's straight away or whether it's um, to 205 Live in whenever. I think we'll see him make an appearance. Yeah. Um, and oh, I need another one. I need another one. Quick, let's have a look at the NXT roster. Um, I know it's cheating, but never mind. Um, had, had it, hadn't even thought about um, the women's side of it. Actually, like I could see Emma Moon coming up eventually. Yeah, she'll Not come up. I don't away. know whether she'll come up straight away. 
But no, I just holding the, the belt. No. Um, who is that? I tell you what, I'm going to go for Roderick Strong. Okay. I can see Roderick Strong coming up. Um, I think that he's a good worker. He's okay on the mic. I think he could go to 205 Live, definitely, mm-hmm. if that's where the way they want to go with him and bring some more credibility to that as well. So, yeah, I think we'll see those coming up. And I think Sanity will come up, and I think Nikki Cross will be with them. Yeah. And, God, that's going to be good. I wonder if, um, I wonder what's happening with Neville. Because that is a good point. Anything? <laughs> no, and, oh, that would be cool, wouldn't it? Can you imagine if he was Zuzu's partner? Um, but I don't don't know it would be a shame to see him in a company that he doesn't like anymore or if he doesn't want to you know he doesn't want to be in the 205 live bracket anymore or he doesn't feel like he was being used as well as he should have been but I don't know I'd, I'd like to see him back in WWE. I'd like to see him on SmackDown. I'd like to see him, you know, feuding for the Intercontinental title for the, mm. you, you know, the USA title. Definitely. Um, but there we go, ladies and gentlemen. They are our TakeOver New Orleans and our WrestleMania 34 predictions. I hope you've enjoyed listening to them. I'd love to hear your reactions. Who have you got for certain... I'd, I'd love to hear you shout at me for how much I've ragged on Jinder again. Um, but please download this podcast listen subscribe you can check us out on iHeartRadio Stitcher iTunes Audio Boom Anchor Podbean Pippa all of these podcast apps you can subscribe to us on you can follow us on Twitter Garth where can they find you? I'm at Drummer Jackson great and you can follow me at at Real Rob Goodwin thank you so much for listening enjoy your Wrestlemania weekend we'll be back on Sunday to review TakeOver New Orleans on Monday to review WrestleMania 34, which, fingers crossed, will have been the stellar show it promises to be. And on Thursday, we will be doing another retro pay-per-view review where we review WrestleMania 10. There's a lot of wrestling coming, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for listening, (laughs) and we'll talk to you guys again soon. Take it easy, guys.